0: Uh, Please be seated. That's very kind. I certainly want to give all that glory to the Lord because I don't deserve any of it. And so I'm just here to preach the gospel. And I've had a great week this week. I got a chance to have lunch with Pastor Daniel and to talk to him about like his love for you guys and the difference he's making here for the kingdom of God. And so I'm so thankful to you, Pastor Daniel and Anna, for your ministry here. Give give them a hand, too, if you will. That would be great. And let me uh, just say I'm reminiscing a little bit. Uh, I moved to Highland over 25 years ago. Jane and I came to pastor down at the church down the street, Central. And we moved here, and we lived on this side of town. And we came here to get groceries. The family fair was here on the corner. So I was sitting here thinking, I've probably walked close to somewhere in here picking up some bread or some milk or something. And this used to be a place you'd come to get food for the stomach, but now it's a place to come get food for the soul. And so this morning, we've come to find some food for our souls. I want to thank you, too. So many of you are a part of Wake Up, Desperta. I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, you came and were a part of that event. 600 people came to receive the Lord over those four nights and five nights. And we celebrate what God did. We did a lot of follow-up with all those people. And we just celebrate that God used that to make a difference for the kingdom. And that's why we did it. And so, this morning, I want to just continue this idea of talking to you about how to grow in your family life. Uh, My wife, Jane, and my daughter, Anna, are right here on the front row. I'm thankful they came with me this morning. And, And we're just going to talk a little bit about family and marriage. I know Pastor Daniel's been talking to you about growing in the Lord. I know that. And I know in an upcoming series, you're going to talk something about the Old Testament heroes and some Old Testament stories. And right here in the middle, Uh, Pastor Daniel said it was okay for me to talk a little bit about family today And i'm going to just simply bring to you a message that the lord's kind of put on my heart about family and about marriage And it's going to be one of those times where you're going to be able to evaluate how you're doing in this area Very simple message So all I do is ask you that you just open your heart to what the lord would say Don't hear me this morning. Listen for the voice of the lord And when he when he pricks your heart with something like if I say something you go that's really good and that's good for me then listen to it and obey it. And just ask the Lord to show you what that thing is. Because none of us in here are perfect. Now, all of us are flawed people. And so we need the Lord to lead and guide us as we continue to grow in Him. And my prayer this morning is that when you leave, the Lord will have spoken to your heart. And you'd be able to grow in Him. Uh, This message really started when I was about five. I'm 56, so this is an old message. Um... (laughs) When I was about five, we had this preacher come to our town. We would have preachers through. I lived in a little town called Six Miles, South Carolina. We had, on a good Sunday morning, on friend day, we'd have like 25 people at our church, a big church. And the pastors would come and preach. And on this particular Sunday, the pastor stood up and he preached from the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 20. Now, this story unfolds where Jesus has done some amazing miracles and his disciples have come to him and they haven't been able to do miracles the same way he did. And the pastor was telling all that stuff and I don't remember a lot of details about that, but I remember him reading this verse. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, and the pastor said, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Well, as a little kid, five years old, sitting. I, 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 I want to say this real nice because I love my mom. She passed away a couple years ago. I loved her to death, but I love to sit by her in church, and I got to tell you why. Because at the age of five, six, that age, you know, you don't mind sitting by your parents. You know, you get teenager, like, no way, but when you're five or six, it's cool. And my mom, she, she was a larger lady and she had really big arms, and her arm was like a pillow. And I, I love her to death, but her arm was like a pillow. And I would lay my little five year old overhead over on her arm, and that was just really comfy. And when the preacher said, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, I want to show you this. Bring that thing up there for me, Derek. That's a mustard seed. That's not big. And if you have faith that size, you can move a mountain. And I remember laying on my mom's arm going, well, I got faith like a mustard seed, surely. Because we had garden down there in South Carolina. We always planted mustard seeds. We grew mustard. So I remember seeing those little seeds. And I thought to my slave laying there, well, surely I got that big of faith. So I went home. And on that Sunday night, mom put me to bed way too early, like she always did. (laughs) It was still daylight. And my little house there in South Carolina, a very small house, uh, it faced east. And right out my bedroom window, if you go there right now and open the curtains and open the blinds, you can still see it is sitting there. Six Mile Mountain was the name of the little mountain I could see right out my window. It wasn't a big mountain, but it was a mountain. And I remember I'd gone to bed early and I'm laying on my pillow looking out the window and I saw that mountain and I thought, wait a second. (laughs) I probably could move that. (laughs) And at the age of five, I laid back on my pillow and I said, well, Lord, I heard the preacher's sermon. I've got that much faith. So I'm going to pray and Lord, I'm going to move that mountain. So I shut my little eyes, and even as I shut my eyes, I thought to myself, Mom and Dad are going to be surprised when they look out there and there ain't no mountain. (laughs) It's just going to shock the city. I'm probably going to get in the news. (laughs) And I said, Jesus, with my eyes closed, Jesus, I know I've got that much faith. And I'm asking you, Lord, to move that mountain. I'm going to open my eyes in just a second, Lord. Have any of you ever prayed a prayer like this? Yeah. Any of you ever prayed a prayer like this about our presidential election? <laughs> Remove. <Yeah. laughs> I'm getting amens with that one. And Lord, I'm going to pray right now as that mountain be moved. And when I open my eyes, Lord, I just know it's going to be true. In Jesus' name, amen. And I held there for a second because I thought, this is going to be shocking. <laughs> and then, you know, in my mind, I'm going, where will the mountain even go? <laughs> but I didn't worry about that. Amen. Still there. And I remember even as a little kid thinking to myself, I guess I don't have enough faith. Some of y'all have prayed this very prayer. Some of you have, ever, have had that very thought of, well, hey, but, you, but I'm not going to tell anybody I prayed it because then they'll know my faith ain't big enough. See, I didn't get this. I, I was five and the preacher that day didn't understand, I don't think, and explained to me the context of this passage. Now do you believe God can move mountains? Absolutely. Do you believe God can do amazing miracles? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I want to remind you, sometimes God doesn't do it your way. He does it his way. See, I wanted that mountain move for my glory. I was just five and I already had enough selfishness to want it to be about me. And sometimes, though we don't see it, I don't think we understand we pray selfishly. Let me remind you that Jesus Christ himself said, Thy will be done on heaven as is on earth. In heaven as is on earth. And I want to show you What this passage was saying. Jesus, when he said this little statement, when he said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move that mountain. Well, I didn't know this. I didn't know that Jesus was referencing a mountain that had been moved by King Herod. You see, King Herod was a mighty king. You've heard that name. And King Herod, listen to this, used all of his slaves one time in his reign as king to move a mountain. He wanted a mountain at a certain spot on the terrain there, and it was flat, and he wanted a mountain there. And shovel by shovel, and bucket by bucket, and I want you guys to go back to that day. They didn't have lifts like we have. They didn't have the incredible front loaders we have. They did it shovel by shovel, little pickaxe by pickaxe and these slaves took all this dirt and piled it and made a huge mountain. In fact, this, you can Google it up later if you'd like to. Don't go on your phone right now because I know a lot of you are gonna want to. Probably some of you on your phone, you might as well do it since you're on your phone. If you Google up the Herodian, if you put in your phone, where, where was Herod buried in the Herodian? It was a mountain he built. It was not there before he built. You can go still see a picture of it on Google. Google Earth. He wanted to notify the world that I am some but I am the mighty king Herod. I'm going to build me a mountain and I'm even going to bury myself in that mountain so all y'all will always remember me. And Jesus said to his disciples, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, Oh, that's a cross. That works. too. If you have the fate of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. And he was saying to his disciples, the things that the people on this earth accomplish, the Herods of this earth, their self-satisfying, self-seeking, self-egotistical spirits, the things they pull off, they might be amazing, but they're not near as amazing as the things you can do in my name. And I want to remind you, because we're watching it again today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to say something here. If you're a political person, don't be mad at me. I'm just not sweating this election, because God's going to be God no matter who gets put in office. I'm not kidding. I'm not worried about it. In fact, I would say to you, I said to Pastor Daniel in his office this morning, God's going to accomplish his will in the long run. I don't know if you've read the end of the Bible. This old earth passes away anyway. So it's got to get there one way or the other. It just looks like we're getting there pretty quick. And I'm not sweating it because God's God. God's not in heaven going, oh, no, who are they going to elect? He's going, well, we'll see what happens. I know what you're going to do. Go ahead. He already knows. He's not sweating it. So since I don't serve a man-made king like Herod, I serve the God of gods who can take mustard seed and turn it into mighty faith. I'm going to be fine and you're going to be fine. We just got to continue to seek to follow the Lord. And this morning, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you 10 little things the Lord laid on my heart that could be a mustard seed kind of thing that could happen in your family life. Because you see, (laughs) Ha ha ha, how fitting it just came to my mind. Because we've watched this week, as we continue to look at the lives of these two people who are running for president, we've exposed everything in their life. All I've come to ask you this morning, what would happen if your stuff was exposed? It's pretty easy to focus on somebody else's. But we all got stuff, let's just be honest. And so, what if, you know, what if, in fact, I said, (laughs) Jane was getting on to me yesterday. It was funny. We were in the car together. And I said, Drew, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to write in my own name for president. (laughs) Jane said, What are you, crazy? (laughs) She said, What are you thinking? I said, Well, I I just feel like I want somebody that at least loves the Lord and is going to honor the Lord and going to please the Lord and going to serve the Lord. I certainly don't want that position. Trust me. I'm just saying, all I want is somebody who fears God. Because that's who I want to lead me, people who fear God and honor God. But I found myself saying, what if Dan Seaborn's life was exposed like that? <laughs> How perfect. <laughs> some of y'all didn't hear it over here, but a phone went, Do-do-do-do. it was like cock-a-doodle-doo. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that all of us in this room, if we ran for president, I'd find out some stuff about you. You might not want me to find out. And what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to ask you some what I call, really, mustard seed questions. And I'm just going to ask you a little bitty question. But it's a question that if you will take the question and let the seed be watered and let the seed be nurtured and let the power of the Lord come upon it, it might make a big difference in your marriage are in your family? They're simple questions. Let me give you a little sample. The first one coming up on the screen. It's just a little question I want to ask you. When you talk to your family or your spouse, do you have a sweet spirit? I'm just going to ask you 10 questions like this is all I'm going to do. It's just, just a little question. When Jane and I go away, we go away sometimes and just enjoy time together. Quite often I will say to her, baby, um, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. Uh, can you tell me in our marriage, in our life together, what's something I could work on? That's one thing I always said to her. What's something I can work on? And I would tell you that almost every time she starts with the same statement, almost every time it will be number one off her mouth. And when she'll say it, I say, You said that last time. <laughs> and she'll say, It's because you can still work on it. <laughs> and here's what it is she will say to me, Dan, can you just speak to me with kind words? all the time she said you're kind most of the time but when you're edgy you're impatient and you're not doing good you're just not kind you hurt me with your words can you just be kind and I want to show you ladies and gentlemen I'll start starting with me that's a little seed that if I would work on it would bless our marriage more because you know guess who's watching how I talk to their mom So it was probably, would you say Jane, two or three months ago? (laughs) She always corrects that too, six months ago. (laughs) Six months ago, um, I was walking through the living room, who knows, normal, You, you guys live normal life, we do too. So I'm walking through the house and Jane says to me, honey... I need to bring, I need, I need to talk to you about something. Y'all know when your spouse or some family member says that to you, your first thinking is, oh, no. So she said, honey, I, I need to talk to you about something. And I said, okay, wh- what's up? She said, well, um, Anna, our daughter sitting here, Anna's 21. Isn't that, that right, Anna, 21? Yeah, that's right. Because I figured, I'd miss, you're not 25, are you? I missed that, too. She's 21, and... Jane said, um, I, I just need to tell you, Anna came to me the other day and asked, what's wrong with dad? And I said to her, what do you mean, babe? She said, what's wrong with dad? And, and, and Jane said, why are you asking that? And Anna said to Jane, I, I'm not in on this conversation. It's them talking about me. And Anna said to her mom, um, I don't know what's wrong with dad, but He's just been edgy with you lately. Not like I like to see Dad act. Just seems like he's not very patient with you. Telling Jane this. And I said, oh, man. H- have you noticed it? You know, I'm like to Jane, have you noticed that? She's like, well, yeah. And then she said, and, but, I, but the other thing I wanted to tell you is your other daughter, Christina, she's 25. Is that right? I love my children. They're very special. <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, your, your other daughter, Christina, um, her and Anna hadn't talked that I know of. Um, and Christina stopped me the other day. We were out together, and Christy said, what's, what's going on with Dad? And Jane said, what do you mean? She said, he just hasn't been very kind to you lately. We're used to, Dad, being kind and being nice to you and loving you. And, and he just has been, and Jane just said, I want you to know how the girls are feeling. Man, I, I travel around the country talking about winning at home. I lead an organization that's for family. And my own two daughters are saying, what's going on with Dad. I want to just let all of you know in our lives we have what we call blind spots. Now, I want to just tell you right now, you won't see me speaking unkind to Jane and Anna this morning here in church. <laughs> Standing here, I worship you, or singing or whatever. I'm not going to be like, I tell you what, sorry. I, I'm not going to do that. Because we're in church. I'm going to look good in church. Y'all relate to this? So I'm, I'm just like starting here with you dads. Do you speak to your family the same way in, ch- in church and, and then that same way at home? Or would your family right now be saying, I hope dad's listening to this? <laughs> How about you ladies here? Do you have one tone here and then another tone for him out there? Like, wait till I get you to the car kind of thing. (laughs) This dude's clapping. (laughs) Guys, see, I'm just a real practical preacher. Okay, I'm a real practical preacher. I can sit up here and tell you theological things of why the mustard seed or do, it. But what I want to know is, is anything really connecting from what you get to church to home? Does your family, when you say, hey guys, let's go to church, do your kids think, oh, gonna fake it again? Because that's what really matters. And this little mustard seed thing, you say, then you just ask a simple question, right? I'm asking you, what would happen if you planted a mustard seed of sweetness? A mustard seed of kindness. I I want I want. Jane and Anna, to be totally honest. So, in the last six months, have I worked on this at home? Anna, have I doing any better? I'll give you five bucks after. Yeah. <laughs> she said that's not enough. No. Just kidding. The bottom line is, li- listen. I'm going to tell you something. One of our counselors says at the office is a brilliant statement. Listen to this, guys. You're going to laugh, but listen. Here's his line: If nothing changes, nothing changes. So, so we can hear that point, and that's really good. But if nothing changes. And see, I grew up in this house. My dad was this church song leader, and he was a church treasurer. I told you it was a small church, so he had two jobs. <sighs> he couldn't figure out how to get his Christianity home. And it messed me up. Is a little kid going, I don't get this, man. Dad's one person at church and another person at home. And so what happens in your mind? I don't think I want anything to do with this God stuff. Be consistent, dads. Be consistent, moms. Be consistent, aunts. Be consistent, uncles. Be consistent, teens. Because God needs some faithful mustard seed carrying people. Because let me tell you where mustard seed needs to go. It needs to go into our schools needs to go into our workplaces it needs to go into our communities all i'm gonna do is ask you 10 questions i think i'll be done about two thirty. here's question number two <laughs> question number two when your family sees you coming is there a little leap or a little creep in their spirit here's i call it the garage door test Um, When when you get home or you come home, if you have a garage door, if you don't, when you open the back door and they hear the back door opening or the garage door going up. like like, I'm just going to throw this out. You you are here and you have teenagers, okay? Parents who have teenagers, single mom, single dad, you have teenagers. When you hear your teenager coming (laughs) through the door, what's your first thought? Just apply this to anyone in your home. Dads who are here, when your spouse or your kids, the garage door's going up. It's going up, and they know it's you, is their thought, oh, wow, he's home. Or, shoot, he made it. I don't know. You know, It's one or the other. It's one or the other. And here's what I want to ask you. Let me just ask you the question. When people saw Jesus coming, what kind of spirit do you think they had in him? Now, I'm going to tell you, religious Pharisees, they didn't like to see him. But the needy people, the hurting people, the desperate people, when they saw Jesus, what what did that man who had leprosy standing on the side of the mountain say when he saw Jesus coming? He stepped out and he said, Jesus, Jesus, will will you touch me? And the Bible says Jesus reached out. didn't even answer. He reached out and touched the man. That man hadn't been touched in a long time because you don't touch Lepers. Jesus reached out and touched him. And then he said, be clean. After he touched him, he said, be clean. He touched him first before he even spoke. Can I just ask you, does your family, do they have that kind of a spirit that when they see you, they go, oh, so good to see you. We work on this in our family. We really do. We work on when you walk in the door being greeted and saying stuff. A while back, and ain't even said that. Dad, I like it when I walk in the door and you, you say, hey, or whatever. So for a little while there, just for fun, I would get up off the sofa, just run and grab her. Or be in another room going, yo, yo, Anna's home. Hoo-hoo. I mean, like that. Because we love, listen, we love when we feel, ready, welcome. Do you know what guests love when they feel, when they walk into this church, you know what they love to feel? Welcome. And you know what? Jesus had a welcome in spirit. I'm just asking you, do you and your family, do you welcome others in? Do you make them feel loved? Hey, I I want you to know, right here where the Lord's planted you on the corner of 40th Street, there's a lot of people that need a hug. There's a lot of people that need to feel cared for. What if you planted a little mustard seed? Well, I've shared two points since 1104, and he told me I need to be done at 1105. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to tell you. If you plant this little seed, I think the Lord can turn it into something special. I don't know if any of you have ever seen what a mustard seed becomes, but there's a picture of it coming up on the screen. I want you to say That's what a mustard seed becomes. When Jesus said, if you have a faith of mustard seed, you can move mountains, this is what he was saying to them. He was saying it can turn into a mighty tree. That little seed, that in the hand, that's what it becomes if you let it keep growing. I'm asking you. Wouldn't it be cool if your family, someday, like, like Dan Seborn, I told you, I'm 56, someday I'll pass away. Wouldn't it be cool if my kids look back and go, oh, that little thing dad started, look what it turned into. Hey, look, look at the kind of kindness and love that dad showed mom. I remember the day that he said, I need to work on that little seed. Look what dad turned it into. This is what I want. I want to leave a legacy of that kind of faith. A legacy of that kind of love for God Almighty. And I'm challenging you. I only got to two questions, but I'm asking you just one of those two. Can you take it home? Can you apply it to your life? Here's how we're going to close this message today. I'm going to ask you if the Lord has spoken to you, I'm going to make you do something kind of bold. I'm going, have you, I'm, going have you, I'm going to have you all bow your heads, if you will. Just bow your heads for a moment. Is there a spot in your life where you need to plant a little seed, a mustard seed kind of little thing that you could plant in your life that could grow into an awesome tree for God? If the, Lord, if the Lord has spoken to you at all this morning, I'm going to ask you to do something kind of bold. I'm going to ask you just to stand up because I'm going to pray over you. Then Pastor Daniel is going to come up and close this out. But I want to ask you, if the Lord has spoken to you at all, would you just stand right up? boldly. Thank you. Just be obedient. Don't, don't, don't be obedient to me. Be obedient to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Some, of, some area of your life, maybe with your family, you know you got an attitude you need to lose. You know you got some unforgiveness you need to change. If the Lord has spoken, I'm going to be quiet for just a moment. We you stand? Father God, lots of us are standing because we need you. We need to plant a little seed into our lives, in our homes, in our communities. And I pray, Father, you would forgive us for being weak, fallen vessels. But Lord, we would be reminded of your great redeeming love. This morning, Lord, just just like clasp your arms around us help us remember we have faith that believes the god of this universe can take a little seed and multiply it in our hearts and into our homes let us leave from here more like you more determined to be like you anoint us today with your presence may we honor you in our families and our lives I'm going to invite all of you to stand, if you will, for just a moment. Can everybody stand together? I'm going to invite Pastor Daniel to come up and just offer a prayer. This is his fellowship, his congregation. I'm just privileged to come serve underneath him. And so today I'm asking Pastor Daniel to continue to minister to you as he feels led.
1: Amen. Well, if there's anybody here in this place that, that feels like God spoke to you, maybe you already know God and, and, and you feel like God's speaking to your heart and your family and your marriage or just anything else that jumped out the way God spoke to you this morning, I want to just continue to encourage you and as, as Dan has prayed over the, over you guys to continue to just put to practice even the little things that he that he was sharing with us this morning. But if you're here this morning and you're not sure where you stand with God, you're not sure if you have peace with God, you're not sure if that if you were to die today where you would wake up, I want to pray for you. I want to give you an opportunity before you leave. With every head bowed, every eyes closed, if that's you, you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I have peace with God, but I want to walk out of this place knowing that I'm right with God. Let me tell you something. Before you can get it right at home, you have to get it right in your heart with God first. Before you can be the man, the husband that you want to be, you first have to be a child of God. And if that's you, would you please just boldly raise your hand where you are? I want to pray with you. I want to acknowledge you this morning. If you say, Pastor, pray for me. I I want to receive Jesus in my heart. I want to be made right with God, right where you are. Just raise your hand. I want to just be able to acknowledge you, notice you, so that we can pray together. Is there anybody here that says, pray for me? I need to get my life right with God. God bless you. Anybody else that says, pray for me, Pastor. Don't, Don't walk out of this place without getting right with God. This is your time. Don't wait for another time. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anybody else that says pray for me, Pastor? God bless you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray with those people who who raised their hands. If you raise your hand, we're going to pray. I'm going to say a prayer, and I just want you to follow. Just repeat what I pray. And as you do it, it's not just words. This isn't some magic thing to do. Is it just something to do to repeat the words. It's, it's faith. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day, and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you will be saved. So as we pray, as we confess this, believe it in your heart. And we're going to help you as a church. We're going to pray with you. So let's pray together. say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus to take my place and to pay my price. Now today, I surrender my heart, and I ask you to come into my life. Make me new. Make me clean. Rule and reign in me. And from this day forward, I will live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please give it up for all of those?